You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 94 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. We just spent a couple hours watching the first NFL game of the season, trying to do everything I fucking possibly can to stay excited about football after that performance. Don't really know what the fuck's going on. Uh, Big week, a lot of crazy shit going down. We got two new voicemails coming in on the uh, GGFS hotline. Uh, Also going to be talking about the Hard Knocks finale. Uh, what the fuck's going on with Antonio Brown and covering the Sunday slate for DFS and for season long. A uh, lot of shit to cover, but we are here, Drew. We've made it. Football is played. How are you feeling after that game, Drew? I'm asleep over here. So I think Not I always excited. come on here. Yeah, I always come on here and say how excited I am. Yeah. But today I am asleep, but you're right. Football's back. There's better things to come on Sunday. Okay, so immediately we have to just go ahead and talk about this game. Uh, off the top, what the fuck uh, is going on with, with Mike Davis in the Chicago offense? That um, has thrown everyone that owns David Montgomery for a loop, including myself. Um, Man, it, one of the most bizarre games ever. I mean, Mike Davis was used, I think, 40 or 50 snaps, I saw. Is that right? I mean, and then also Tariq Cohen is now just strictly a wide receiver. Straight facts. Straight fucking facts. So, yeah, got a, got a lot to process after this shit, man. Um, it, it just was not the game I was expecting or hoping for from David Montgomery. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, he's a rookie, but it's like this was some off-the-wall shit, man. Yeah. And it's like it's – like, I don't think anybody did anything that could have paid attention to 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 know that this was going to happen. It was infuriating. I mean, Trubisky was struggling, clearly, Chase, and they just would not give the ball to establish a run game to, to, to Montgomery, even though he had a few decent carries. I think he finished the game with only six carries. So. It's fucking incredible. And all we can hope for is better outing next week um, when we see him again on the field. Um, but, but yeah, just rough right off the bat. I know for a fact, because I have him in, in my leagues and I'm just like looking at these points right now and I'm like, fuck, let's fucking go Sunday. Like that's Sunday, 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 Sunday. That's all I can, can wait for. But right. I, I, I want to be the person to sit here and be like, you know, don't overreact. But I, we talked about it earlier. I tend to overreact a bit. But what, where's the joy if you don't, you know what I mean? Like, where's the excitement? Hey, Matt Nagy's going to have a lot of questions to answer. So, it's – it was just a weird game plan, man. It's – I mean, I swear, how many interceptions did the Packers drop? So, Trubisky had an awful game, and he could have had a worse game. So – Yeah. And it was just weird. It was, it was strange. And then on the other side of the ball at Green Bay, man, uh, Aaron Rodgers came out not looking great at all. That was a worrisome, worrisome beginning of that game. Um Probably had a lot of people freaking out. Twitter was fucking rolling. Yeah, um, I mean, one Hail Mary or one 60-yard play is really the only thing that got him going. And then they threw a touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham, which was kind of lucky. So, it was a bad offensive game all around. 
Yeah, so so we're at this point right now. Are the Packers and the Bears' defense is just that good? I'm not ready to say that. I think a lot of it was the first game. You know, they've been game planning for a while. No one's taken preseason seriously. But the, the Bears' D is definitely, is definitely for real. The Packers, things are looking good. Yeah, like they're like Aaron Rodgers is on there after the game, and he is just like full confidence. It's just like we have a defense, we have a defense, we have a defense, and they did look really fucking good. But then again, like you know, it's like with the Bears' offense, you're you're kind of like come to expect that a little bit, I guess, just the mm-hmm. shakiness. But it was really shaky. Like it was really shaky. Yeah. Um, the only offensive bright spot I saw was Allen Robinson. Yeah, so that is another thing right there, too. Like, one wide receiver that, like, I just – he just kind of, like, coasted by me, like, through all my shit because I'm just like, well, you know, he's there. If You know, if he's top play on the board, you know, go after him. But I uh, don't have many shares of him this year. But, man, boy, I'm glad I wish I uh, – I wish that I would have now, basically, after watching his performance and what he did. Um, and hopefully he can continue that because if he keeps that up throughout the season, I mean, that's – that's going to be a hell of a deal for somebody or a lot of owners out there that have him in their leagues. Definitely. It seems like anybody else in the field is interchangeable. They're using three running backs, you know, five, six receivers, and he's the only one that was really out there, um, you know, staple that offense. So it looks like your best bet. It's some, it's some gadgetry trickery, dude. I'm telling you, like, I don't like this, this Mike Davis cat, and I know that I'm, I'm not alone in that. I know all my, all my Demo owners out there, hashtag free Demo. Uh, we're going to start that now. Um, <laughs> hashtag free demo. He does not deserve to be locked up behind Mike Davis. Who's Mike Davis is here. And we don't, we don't want him. We don't want him. Demo all the way, 100%. And Tariq Cohen in a slot. There we Man, go. It would just be one thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it would be one thing if he, he put a few third downs, but that was like a true by committee backfield. It was the, it was the biggest – Tom fuckery of the night. Yeah, we haven't even got to Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's just got me thrown for a fucking loop. But we got to talk about them too. So, Aaron Jones, not really the game uh, we expected. But then again, can we really be upset? This is the number one defense against the run. Um, I know a lot of people that actually sat him tonight. And, I mean, I don't think it was a bad move at all. Me personally, being the, the fucking just – fantasy junkie that I am I'm like well it's the first game of the season and I drafted him pretty high I'm gonna play him and I did that and as a result I got four fucking fantasy points so there are pros and cons to this shit guys when you're getting really hyped about just football and you just want to see some numbers start trickling up on your screen there are consequences so remember that Yep, I benched him in one league, and I played him in two leagues. So, I have Aaron Jones everywhere. Um, really thrilled to have him, but that was definitely not the first week we wanted. I'm fine with the Bears shutting him down, but what I'm not okay with is seeing that, you know, split backfield when we were told basically that Aaron Jones would be 80% of the carries. So Yeah, it, that definitely makes Matt LaFleur, LaFleur very untrustworthy. So, I don't know if I, we can trust this guy anymore. Um, I, you know, I always try to be cool with coaches. And be like, you know, I'm going to give you my trust. If you tell me that this is what it's going to be, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to draft this way. I'm going to take it. He, I don't think we can trust this guy anymore. Plus, he's also very sus. You brought up the fact he was like Mitch Trubisky. So, maybe he's trying to, like, <laughs> disguise himself to, like, try to, like, eventually, like, 
take over Mitch Trubisky's life and just be Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback. He's a shapeshifter. He could be like a chameleon, <laughs> like like Dana Carvey in Master of Disguise. <laughs> that guy, yeah, that's him. What 100%. was your other comparison um, for Matt Nagy? For Matt Nagy, uh, John, it's crazy. So yeah, we were we were talking about this like earlier. It's like um, I got to get his fucking name, but he's the guy that does the voice of Archer. Um, and, and I looked him up earlier, me and Drew were having a conversation. I'm like, dude, I'm like, have you ever noticed that like, uh, Matt Nagy looks like this guy? And he's like, I don't know who that guy is. And like, cause you said you never watched Archer before. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked him up on Google and I was like, yeah, that's a good, it's a good call. Yeah. So he's, uh, I'm, I'm typing right now. You know, I just, I, I, I like to type. I want to just get this out the way. H John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin. So we literally had this conversation and then like a couple hours, maybe like an hour and a half went by and Liz Loza from Yahoo types H. John Benjamin is going to be so titled when, uh, going to be so tilted when folks boo him at Whole Foods tomorrow morning and put a picture of, of H. John Benjamin and Matt Nagy together. And I was like, holy shit, Liz, like you did it. Great minds think alike. So hats off to you, Liz. That's off to you. And that's that's all I have to say. Hey, I mean, I thought it was pretty impressive when I saw that she tweeted it out right after you. So that could have been could have been you, but you know, she'll get the she'll get the credit for it. Yeah, hundred percent. It's fine. She can have it. That's like I said, great minds think alike. So <laughs> she she's on that wave. She's there. Clock. There's that clock. There's the clock. Everybody's Appreciate grandfather, clock. grandparents had. You're now grandfathered into the grandfather clock sound effect on the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. So, <laughs> welcome to being grandfathered in. This is uh, this is a lot of ranting. I'm I'm feeling this tonight though. Like it's just like, well, it's just the game that we wanted to be. We hyped up so much in our heads. Yeah. We, we knew there'd be some defense, but not to that extent. We thought there'd be some scoring. So, you know, it's, I think we have a right to rant a little bit. It is, man. You know, it's it's just like because. It's that's the fan in us. That's the fan in us. It's the fan in everybody listening. Like the just the the amount of just how much anticipation that we had for this. And that's why I'm saying like week one and, and I feel like everybody listening to this that might have had some players in this game tonight that didn't perform that well. Like if you had like Scantling or Robinson, um, you know, you or fucking Jimmy Graham forgot to you you're you're happy right now, and that's great. And fucking commend you. For the people out there that had these bigger names, thought they were going to do some shit, and they didn't really do anything. It's week one. It's like when you go first go to school. On your first day of school, like you're not going to really do shit, and then you got a whole fucking semester to make up shit if you fuck up in the beginning. So it's like, don't be afraid to just like put these people, or don't be afraid to be excited and put these people in. So oh, yeah. you did it. And you got to move forward. Be happy that football's back and focus on that. And then after this week, you don't do great. Then it's time to fucking change some shit up and get back to kicking ass. Yeah, so. you br- you bring up a good point that I wanted to tell the listeners is you can use week one disappointing performances to take advantage of some weaker players in your in your league. You know, you can Very try true. to get rid of Jimmy Graham. People are going to think he's going to think he's back. Or you can pick up Aaron Jones. You know, you can look for people that disappoint on week one because a lot of people tend to have a knee jerk reaction. So yeah, that's, everybody, that's everybody on Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's all the people that are hype, and that's there's there's somebody in your league this way. Definitely. That's that's what we're getting at, guys. There's somebody in your league just like this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, while we had that game, and it was great, you know, and and it was it was uh cool to get football out. Gameplay not so much great, 
But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this Green Bay Packers defense. I'm 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 going to be keeping my eyes peeled on them because like that's a uh, that's kind of sneaky. Yeah, definitely. Just, just definitely. I had to think be. about that preseason, man. They didn't play anybody in preseason. Um, talking about the Bears' offense, and when you yeah. go from not having any reps to trying to use that many players in your offense, it's got to be kind of hard to get some chemistry going. You know, I don't want to take away credit from the Packers, but um, it's a thought that I had. You know, they were mixing in Patterson and Gabriel and all those guys. But you're right. It's probably enough for this game to talk about. But, you know, it'll be interesting to watch those – watch the Packers defense and the waiver. Yeah, for sure. They got the Vikings next week. So, we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about that a little bit more coming up. So, that'll be interesting to see. So, let's go ahead and recap Hard Knocks. Uh, the finale was this past week um, on Tuesday – and overall, this season was just not that great. Um, John Gruden made it for me, basically. Like, just, just seeing John Gruden and, and just any, anything that has to do with, like, Gruden is fucking awesome. So, like, I used to love watching his sound effects. Like, would just sit for hours and watch Tampa Bay sound effects and, like, his old ones from Oakland. Like, just the wild shit he would say. So, anytime he gets camera time, I'm excited about that. But other than that, man, they, I feel like they could have done a lot more with it. Or like, But I feel like the players were just, like, really fucking bland, except for uh, Luke Wilson. He was, yeah. like, yeah, he was the Spicoli of the Raiders forever. Yeah. Yeah, did you notice that basically everyone they featured except for Antonio Brown was cut? Um, maybe yeah. one of the, maybe Jonathan Abram. So he was kind of featured early in the season, but right. dude, it was like I mean, it was just it was just Gruden, which is enough for me to watch. But if it, you know, all around, I wasn't impressed with the season. They did, if they didn't have Gruden there, it would have been something I think we turned off in the first or second episode. Yeah, and you know what's fucking crazy about that? So, like, literally, they're filming that show for like. Basically, like, I, I want to say, like, 20 – no, not maybe 20, but maybe, like, 18 or 19 hours a day. Like, just, like, a lot of fucking get. footage. And, like, that's what they thought was the most entertaining shit. Yeah, it happened. needed to be a 30-minute show, honestly. Each each yeah. each week there was way too much filler uh, material. But, you know, it still was good enough I to, just, for me need to watch it. They so. just needed like John Gruden sing-alongs, like like John Gruden head, like bouncing on the words and shit, right? Like and just like some songs about like Nathan Peterman, um, Mike Glennon, "Why Do You Look Like Beaker" from the Muppets. Um, you could do uh, Derek Carr, "Why Do You Freak Kids Out." Um, they could do a lot of different songs like in John Gruden could sing them all like that would have been like a great thing for hard knocks. I feel like. Yeah. Anything, yeah. anything different than what they did, but you know, I know one thing for sure. And that's Gruden has a job for life. You know, even if it doesn't work out with the Raiders, he's going to have a job for life somewhere as an entertainer or go back into commentary. He's just, he's just must, he's just must see TV. Right. Mike, where the fuck are my chicken wings? Like, can't forget that one. That's a classic. Um, but yeah, no, like that's, yeah, I can't wait to watch John Gruden. I do hope that Oakland can win some games to see him happy because um, that's when the world loves John Gruden. So. Knock if you're with me, if we're going to cut Antonio Brown. Could you hear the knocking? I could hear it. I oh, shit. I think it. someone's at the door. Okay. <laughs> 
it's not. <laughs> All right, so we're silly. Yeah, we are. But man, 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 man. I just want to let the listeners know right now that like this is a hundred percent raw. Like the energy, like that game that we watched, just like I don't know. It just sucked the life out of me. I'm just being Yeah, right. it was um I mean, it was completely different than our attitude this time yesterday when we talked about how excited we were. Exactly. But don't fret, guys. Don't fret. We got more stuff coming up on for, for Sunday slate. So we're going to have some shit to get you excited. Going to have some shit to get you fucking pumped and ready to go. Um, so that's the thing we got to look forward to. Uh, let's go ahead and play these two voicemails that we got this week. Uh, first one is from Crazy Earl. It's Crazy Earl's back. Um, and then we have a voicemail from a new caller, Bubba Smith from Greenville, Alabama. I think so, this is uh, what we need to bring us back. Yeah, this is it. This is gonna wake. This is gonna wake us all up. But we maybe wake and bake. Maybe for me later, <laughs> um, when I wake up. Maybe I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, here we go. Crazy Earl. See what he has to say for us. Calling again. Garage guys, this is Crazy Earl speaking. I'm back, and I'm back for better, and I'm back for worse. But I'm back for a couple okay. questions for you first. First off, man, football's back. It was easier to wake up this morning. The sky was beautiful, okay? But let me tell you what's going to be more beautiful. Aaron Rodgers running out of that tunnel tonight. We're rolling mm. back the clock to 2014. <laughs> it's MVP season for Rodgers. Put it in your book, mark it in your calendar, because it's happening. Who's your early favorite? Um, second question for y'all. What the crap's going on with KC's backfield now with LaShawn McCoy, you know, getting signed? I'm concerned with Damian Williams on a couple of my teams. What's y'all's thoughts? Thirdly, okay, this one's kind of my favorite thing. Your week three or week one dark horse um, who's going to be on every roster by week three. My guy, Dari Ogunbale. Uh, running back Tampa Bay. Want to hear your thoughts? Crazy Earl, I'm out. Deuces. Keep up the great work, guys. Love everything y'all are doing. Crazy Earl is like my hero right now. He's fired me up. He does. Like, he just – he brings that excitement. Like, this Crazy Earl, man, thanks for calling again. It's, it's too bad we don't have Booty Boy, the rival. Yeah, I know. If only we could have had Booty Boy this week. It would have made things way better. Um, we'll have to find a booty boy if you're listening to this right now. Call us back. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll answer some more of your, of your questions. Make them ridiculous. Um, so let's I see. I caught up on Crazy Earl's attitude. I forgot the question. What's the first question? <laughs> so his first question was, uh, who is your early favorite for MVP? He's talking about that was Aaron Rodgers is his. Um, you, I bet you were a little scared, Crazy Earl, uh, the first first uh, beginning of that game, uh, especially with Aaron doing the shit that he was out there doing. But uh, he, he came back with a touchdown, so there's that. The good thing uh, for Crazy Earl is, uh, you know, you don't have to, most people have a, you know, recency bias, so they're going to forget about week one by the time the MVP rolls around. Big facts. Um, if, I, if I had to answer that question right now, I'm going to go ahead and say Drew Brees. Maybe I'm biased, maybe I'm not. But uh, it's going to be hungry, hungry hippo season. He's going to be eating all the little white balls in the middle of that hungry hippo pond if you catch my drift. So, yeah, Drew Brees all the way. I got a creative answer on this one. So, it's – you know how I like to 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 bet in the in the Vegas markets on these games – or on these picks. So, 
my process would be to two or three people that are not close to the top in, in terms of favorites. So I'm looking at Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Kind of in that, that mid-tier, you know, you can get 25 to 1 on your money on those guys. And then I would follow that up with a bet on Patrick Mahomes to cover my bets. It's so all about the money. It's all about the money, man. So, so Drew's, Drew's early pick for MVP is currency. My, yeah, currency is <laughs> my MVP. Currency is my MVP. But if I had to root for two people, it would be Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and then obviously Pat, Pat Mahomes is the favorite. So I would, I would bet enough money to cover my two bets on Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Take so note, how, all you garage gamblers out there. I'm a degenerate, but hey, it sounds like it's gonna like it's gonna work for me. Snake eyes. <laughs> uh, next question you had talking about uh, what the hell to do in this KC backfield. So Kansas City, Lashawn McCoy's there now. Damian Williams is there now. Um, I don't think I think everybody should be worried about Darwin fucking Thompson. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying don't play any of them at least for a while. Um, there's just too many, too much talent. Andy Reid's never gone by committee. That's the weird thing. He's never gone running back by committee. So. It's not going to be committee. Like, and, and at this point, like, if they've already, like, committed to, to Damian Williams like this, Carlos is gone, you got to give him the starting gig. Like, you got to let him run the ball. Maybe use LaShawn out there on some third downs or something like that. I don't know. Um, Speaking of Carlos Hyde, you just set yourself up there. Are you a little disappointed with uh, – Carlos Hyde, I've, already, I've already made my piece. I, I don't need to say nothing. Everybody follows me on Twitter. They saw what I had to say. I was about I was about to set you up to say he might find himself in Houston uh, a role. So that's that's all I got to say about that right now is uh yeah he's there and and from what I'm reading uh he's gonna be used in this offense so yeah um yeah it might have worked out for me <laughs> after all <laughs> might have worked out after all. Yeah. We'll see. I still think Duke Johnson's going to be the better play there. No, I do, I do too. I do too. I just think Hyde might have a better chance of getting reps there versus um, – I sent out a KC. little letter um, I'm talking about Carlos Hyde basically just saying, you know, like, you know, I had high hopes for you, Carlos, but uh, maybe another life, you know what I mean? Like, but hey, who we knows? All have, we all have takes that, that are incorrect. Just look today. Mike Davis was uh, relevant. Right. Well, so. guess what? It's another life because he's in Houston. So, that's like having a new life. So. He's reborn. He's reborn again in the in the in the blood of the blood of the the bull or the fucking <laughs> whatever the hell that is on there. What is it? A, a fucking when I like, dude, it's bad. Like when I see a Texans helmet, I'm just like Texans. Like I see that logo, and I'm like, oh, it's a Texan. Like that's not a Texan. That's a fucking animal. Like like, like I, I get caught up in some shit sometimes, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. Out, give me all out on hey, the fucking cloud. Give me all the Duke Johnson. I'm, I'm in love with Duke Johnson. I'll take I'll take the Dukey J. Yeah, Jay, all the way. Um, We're off topic again. Oh, always. Last question. Um, let's see. Uh, the dark horse is going to be on every roster by week three. Okay. So yeah, ready for this? The guy that he mentioned, I don't fucking know about that. Like running back three for Tampa Bay, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something I haven't even like. It's not a it. terrible take just because those guys there are not proven, but I don't know anything about him, so I wouldn't vouch for it. But I was I mean, gonna say anybody anything was gonna happen there. I'd I'd probably like I'm still leaning Pebo. Yeah. I'm not even I wouldn't even go after Ronald Jones. But me personally, um right now somebody that I think is gonna be 
on every roster by week three. Uh, probably Hunter Renfro. Just because with all the shit that's going on with AB, promise we're going to talk about that. Um, but all the shit that's going on in Oakland right now, I think that Renfro is going to be somebody no one's really thinking about. Like, he's been heavily talked about as a, as a deep sleeper. But now um, he's already was in the starting lineup, basically. He's already going to be in the, on the – you know, he's mentioned on the depth chart, like high up there. He's a starter. So now this only makes – more targets come his way, I think. Uh, so I'm all in on Hunter Renfro as the dark horse leading into week three. Who you got, Drew? So I'm going with a rookie running back, Baltimore Ravens. He's out of Oklahoma State. Justice Hill. Uh, he's kind of picking up some steam right now, uh, mainly just coming from people that don't believe in Mark Ingram. And I think there's someone else there too, Gus Edwards. Um, Gus Bus. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, power backs there, but Ju- uh, Justice Hill is picking up some steam, so I think he could be someone that's on your roster by week three if he's not already on a roster. So you're not a big believer in, in Markey? I'm not. I think he's fine. I just don't know if he's going to be someone that they're using every down. Um, <coughs> what's I mean, of, I'm not a big marking your fans. Yeah, I'm just not a big Ingram fan, but – Justice Hill's in a crowded backfield, but we're talking about some stretch plays here. You know, some, 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 these are some bold calls. Katy Perry, dark horses. We'll call it that. Yeah. Play Tag with magic. Katy Perry in that. Play with magic, dark horse. Coming at you like a dark horse. Yeah. So shout out Katy Perry. Sh- shout out Katy Perry. Shout out Crazy Earl. Shout out love, love Katy Perry. Love Crazy Earl. All right. Yeah, I think we got it all right there. You got, got me all. real pumped for this next one. Got it all. Okay, so yeah. So, Bubba Smith, new first-time caller. See what Bubba has to say. Uh, yeah, this is Bubba Smith in Greenville, Alabama. I just wanted to call oh, and talk shit. to you guys about something. My wife is wow. watching this football. And my dog, too, I think, starting to hear me talk about it. So, I just want to talk to you guys about this Antoine Brown guy. <laughs> I'm about sick. I drafted him in the first round of my fantasy league, but I think I might have to drop him. First of all, this guy goes and burns his feet in the popsicle stand. I didn't even know that was possible. He should have been more than cowboy boots, and that weren't to happen. Then he goes oh and talks God. about how his helmet don't feel. Let me tell you something. I've been wearing cowboy hats. It's been too small for my head for the last 15 years, and I ain't said a word. You just put that sucker on, and you go to work. Now I talk about he's fighting with the GM at practice. Well, I think this is last strong. I think they ought to cut this sucker and send him over to the XFL. Because this is only something that Jim McMahon could have brought up. So I think it's crazy. Maybe I'm being a little too hard, Tony, but I just want to hear what you guys think. So just let me know and roll tight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, because now we really can roll into AV. We, we had a literally a segment plan, and and fucking oh my god, straight into AV from this fucking voicemail. So thanks for calling, Bubba. Um, that that was that great was, A material. That was out the box. He just went into Antonio Brown and Vince McMahon and XFL. It's pretty. It's pretty solid stuff there. Like we have a listener base in like like a, we have like a farmer. Like, I feel like that guy is, like, a true, like, Marlboro man. Like, we got this Marlboro man, like, listening to our show. This is fucking nuts. I'm surprised uh, he has Wi-Fi. Yeah. 
It's, got, it's like Wi-Fi is like, like, like you're not a man if you have Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that, it's like that's that's some shit that, that guy would say. What do you say about his cowboy hat? He's been wearing one that's too small. He's been for his... It's too small for his own head, and he ain't never bitched about it once. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this guy literally like grew up like like he he didn't get soap in his mouth if he said something bad. Like he had to chew on nails. Like that's what this guy did. Right? <laughs> like he smokes an entire pack of cigarettes in like one fucking sitting. Like that's this guy guy oh, right man. here. That was fuck yeah, Bubba man. All right, way to call. So let, let's talk about this Antoine Brown guy. Antoine Brown. First off, well, um, Antoine Brown, <laughs> Antonio Brown. You going first on this? I have a lot to say. I want you to go first. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown uh, has f- officially pissed me off. So you know, it's funny, and I'm I'm one of the kind of guys where I'm I'm okay with you know people being flashy or whatever or doing their shit. But when it gets to this point to where, like, you're just doing shit that is completely unnecessary, that that is just childish, that you don't need to do, like, literally, like, the first game is Sunday. It literally shows me you don't want to play football. This guy takes this letter that – and he, he gets – he got basically fined for not going to practice, which he should have because it was just like – he was trying to make it cute while he was missing all this shit and doing all this shit, and he thought it was cute, thought it was funny. And then he got hit. And then he goes and talks about how they hate him and shit. Gets that, now he's fucking suspended. You know, I, I put a video on Twitter earlier today voicing my concern about it. Like, you know, I drafted this guy. I've never owned Antonio Brown before until this year. And I took him in, like, two of my leagues. Um and now I had to automatically, like, luckily I had a really solid bench, so I was able to just to put another wide receiver in his spot because he's not playing on fucking Sunday. But uh, it's just – it's overboard. And when you've got everybody basically, like, on every sports outlet in America just talking about how fucking childish and much, much of a clown you are, it's hard to come back from that. Um, because, like, this you, – you did this – all of this to yourself, literally. So um, – I don't feel sorry for the guy. I just think that he doesn't want to play sports anymore, and he's just, like, fucking around at this point. That's my honest opinion. I agree. I mean, I don't feel sorry for him. Um, you know, unless he – I don't know. I talked to you earlier about my theories. So, I posted one on, on Twitter, but told you that my thoughts are that the Raiders organization had some kind of team huddle, and basically they agreed that this was not going to end well. They've seen enough from Antonio Brown. and. GM Mayock, Mike Mayock, basically, you know, I'm not saying he started this with Antonio Brown, but it sure would be interesting if he kind of helped provoke it a little bit, leading Antonio Brown to shouting match. And now they have this case against Antonio Brown where technically they won't owe him any guaranteed money. Conspiracy? Be, yeah. You got to get conspiracy. It's conspiracy. Does it not sound like it could be true? I mean, if you were in that situation and you made a terrible decision to hire somebody for that much guaranteed money, this is your best out. I mean – Mayock Gate. Yep. Wow. I'm, I'm going with it. You don't think about shit like that. That's the way I think about it, man. It's the way I think about it. And now here's my theory about what happens next. The dude only had interest from two teams when he was – trying to seek a trade, the Bills and the Raiders. Denied the Bills trade. He did not want to go there. He got signed with the Raiders, got traded. I don't think any team's going to want him now. Um, the teams that will 
sign him. They're not going to want to give a guaranteed contract. They're not going to pay him a lot of money. And he's going to be too cocky to take a contract that isn't enough for Antonio Brown. So I think your piece that you said at the end there was that he's done playing football. Sorry, yeah. Like, this is it. Like, he's – he literally – like, I could literally see him go into the XFL. I really could. Um, just so he – because he thinks that he'll be able to be the face of the league, which he probably would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, like, yeah. three texts that are saying Patriots. You know, I, I was speaking to somebody earlier about it today. Too. Like, wouldn't it be something if he went to the Pats? Because that is a total Bill Belichick move. Like, he would be like, yeah, come on. Like, don't do no bullshit. I, I, I agree and disagree. I just don't think that's the, been the, the memo for Belichick, though. It's like, he's so outspoken on social media. It's weird, you know. The other guys they brought in were just, you know, temper, temper on the sidelines, right? Right. So, I don't know. I'm torn on it. Um, I'd like to see it just because he's talented. But I'm so against Antonio Brown at this point that I don't want, to, I don't want him on the Patriots. Yeah, you. But I mean, like, like I said, like Bill Belichick. I mean, he went after Josh Gordon after all the shit that he was going through. So I mean, it's like, I know Antonio Brown's a whole different cup of tea, but I still think that Bill would go after him and just hope that, like, he would, you know, because they, they, there really is no more than just hoping with Bill Belichick. It's just like, you know, do this this way. You don't do it that way. Bye. Yeah, he, like, he would cut him in a week if it didn't work out. Yep, a hundred percent. Like he would know. Like, he would just fucking know. So, it's it could happen. Uh, somebody tweeted me earlier today and said he was going to Miami. So, no way. I mean, would he sign a deal, though? Like, would can you see Antonio Brown being like, all right, I'll come play on a $5 million contract with only $1 million guaranteed? Do you see him doing that? Because I think his ego is too big. I mean, at this point, he would just try to flip it. Like, he would look at it like, well, I'm going to go play for, like, somebody like the Dolphins. And I'm just going to, like, be the face and the shining star of their fucking team. Like, because it's not about a team. It's about him. And he wants to be somewhere where he can be the star. Like, he's with the Raiders right now. And if he's not the face of the franchise, then he's going to get pissy. And, like, right now, it's like he's trying to be, but everybody knows John Gruden's face of the franchise. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. I'm ready to see how it plays out. I just – part of me wants to see him never play again. The other part of me He's not going to play. He's not going to play. Like, it's it's already crossed that line. Like, it's it's not happening. Mm-hmm. He He's done. He's He is finished. Like, because it's different. Like, he's not just going to go back in there and be like, I'm sorry, I apologize for all this and that. He's not going to do that. So, it's just going to be a bad vibe. Like, him being on that team is just going to be out of spite, negativity. Like, it's just going to be a lot of that. So, yeah, I'm not – I'm off that train now. Like, Isn't I'm, I'm kind already – sad, though, if – like, the only, the only scenario I feel, I feel sad is if – is the fact that he has no one in his life that can convince him that he's acting like this. Yeah. There's no one in his – like, everybody has a few people that they respect enough to let them turn them around. Is it is it weird to you how closed off he keeps his wife from like media? I didn't even realize he was happily married. So yeah, married. I mean, I knew he had kids, but didn't yeah, even know. yeah, like he keeps his wife like away from a lot of shit. Like it's weird. 
that's probably because he thinks the media is corrupt, so he's just trying to keep her away from it. But but he's want, but he but he's like like so thirsty for the media attention. Yeah, and he used to not be. Weird. It's weird, man. Ever since that, uh, that's my other theory. My other conspiracy theory is ever since the Vontez Perfect hit where he concussed him, he's been acting crazy, and that kind of stuff's real. Um, Concussion, Will Smith. It's a movie. Yep. Yep. Watch it. I think we're. I think we should vow. This is the last time we give him. Like that we talk about him. Yeah. It probably not though. Probably won't be. Last time we talked about him more than five minutes. All right, deal. All right, we're, we're this sh- is this is what he does, man. His 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 brand is growing despite all this. Yeah, it's like some uh he's like infamous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's he's infamous. So yeah. Don't be infamous like Antonio Brown. <laughs> set set your standards higher. Okay. Let's give the people what they came for. Talking about week one matchups of the Sunday slate. So this is Friday's show. We're going to be dropping another show on Monday. We're going to be covering the Monday night games and the following Thursday night game. So we're going to talk all about Sunday's games. Let's kick off with Rams, Panthers, a couple of players that I like from this. Uh, Everybody's excited to see Christian McCaffrey back in action. Going to be – Pretty cool to see how he fares against this Rams defense. Um, got Clay Matthews on the defense this year. Of course, Aaron Donald. So, I mean, still a pretty strong unit, but uh, a little bit weaker when it comes to the passing game. So, if Cam Newton's shoulder is good, I think that we're going to get to see a lot out of old Curtis Samuels. And I think that DJ Moore is going to do well um, there too. So, I I like both of those receivers this week on the Panther side of the ball as long as Cam's healthy and in there. And on the Rams side of the ball, I'm just looking at Brandon Cooks, dude. Like, I'm ready to see Brandon Cooks uh, unleash some shit. I've got some shares of Brandon Cooks this year. Probably going to play him in some DFS as well. Um, that's how I'm feeling about that game in, uh, in Carolina this Sunday. Yep, it's one of the um, juicier matchups. The over-under is 50 points. I think that's the second highest on the board. Um, some high-powered offenses, or you know, at least the Rams is. Um, I will say you mentioned Curtis Samuel. He is one of the bargain DFS plays of the week. It's part of the strategy in DFS this week is taking advantage of the salaries because they released him a month ago. Um, Curtis Samuel, I believe, is forty two hundred, and that's just a that's just a mistake. So take advantage of that. Take note. Yep, uh, on the Rams side of the ball, just. What's there not to like? You got all three receivers, and you have Todd Gurley and Jared Goff. So it's a um, hey. I will say the spread is only two points, and it's a it's a classic pros versus Joes bet. All the casual betters are going to be taking the Rams minus two, and all the professional betters are probably going to be on the Carolina Panthers because they're at home. So it's a it's a tough game to bet, but I can guarantee you the casual player is going to be on the Rams. And some of your high rollers are going to be on the uh, Panthers. I'll tell you one game that I'm not probably going to bet on um, at all. That's uh, Redskins Eagles. Um, yeah, it just sounds like a nasty game. One good thing about it, though, fantasy perspective, uh, Carson Wentz. Um, if you're going to like, I, I've been iffy about Carson Wentz this season. Like, I just don't. And until I see him in action, I, I'll be able to regain my confidence. But as of right now, I'm just not that high on him. 
Um, but if you're going to start him, this is obviously the week you want to do it. Um, he should at least get some good production against this Redskins defense, just this team in general. Um, and then on the other side, the offensive side of the ball on the Redskins, Darius Geis has been listed as the starter. So all systems go on your new toys, guys. See how that plays out for you. Yeah, I saw something interesting. Do you find it bizarre that Carson Wentz is one of the favorites to win the MVP? Yeah, I do. But just because, but that's my personal opinions on him. Like, I just don't. And like, it's it's not really based on any type of fucking numbers or anything. It's just based on how I feel. And I just think that like he's. I don't think that he's mentally going to be able to to tackle this shit this year. Like, I, I think that he's just going to kind of decline a little bit it's going to take him i think it's gonna take like another year for him to like get back on top right right the only thing i'm you know transitioning to the the redskins the only thing i'm looking at from a fantasy perspective to monitor is i really am interested to see how darius guys plays yeah he's supposed to be getting the workload i'm not really interested in the redskins passing game so if we can see guys get that true workload um like we thought Montgomery was going to get tonight, and Aaron Jones. Right. Uh, Geis is another DFS play to look at at a cheap price. Uh, I'm going to try to save some of this for the Patreon page. He, okay, there we go. So, see, you want to get the full deets, head over to patreon.com slash podcast. You can get all the deets you need there. Subscribe to one of the tiers, and uh, you can check out all of our posts. Um, you know how yeah. long I've been looking at these week one salaries. Oh, I know. I know you're ready. And every, anybody, <laughs> and, and everybody that subscribes to Patreon, I know they're ready too. It's going to be fun. Let's do it. Bills, Jets. I'm actually a little excited about this game. I feel like for some reason, I feel like it could just be a points factory for fantasy. Like I feel like it'd just be like, like backyard football. People just running like crazy. But then again, we got to get serious about it. I think that this Jets uh, team is going to be able to take on this game. I feel like they've come a long way. Um, and I'm really just loving uh, everything about Le'Veon Bell this week. I'm so ready to see him back in action. He's going to be a force. Um, I don't think anything changes there. Bill's side of the ball, I like John Brown. Uh, I think he's probably going to be the, the wide receiver one on that team this season. So uh, get you some John Brown in this week. Uh, he should pay off pretty nicely. Yeah, this is one of the – so me and you are both high on the Jets. We've talked about that on previous podcasts for the year. You know, Jets, I think we're both on the over on the win total. Um, This is one of the lowest projected scoring games. So, you know, Chase, you should look at hitting the over there Um, since you think it's going to be a shootout. The the two main guys I'm interested in are Cole Beasley in the slot for the Bills and uh, on the other side of the ball, Jamison Crowder, who's kind of risen – on the draft boards the past two weeks on the ADP. So, Jamison Crowder and Sam Darnold might have some kind of connection this year. Word. Going to be fun and interesting to watch, and that's going to be in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So, Jets home. Uh, next big game for fantasy purposes, Falcons-Vikings. You know, Everybody knows I'm not that high on, on Dalvin Cook. We're going to get to see what this cat's made of. I feel like Madison's going to end up taking over at some point. And I really hope he does. There's a lot of people I know that's going to piss off. And it's going to be fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, everybody's been talking about digs and and feeling and how that's going to play out. So, I'm excited to uh, – I mean, I'm just generally – I'm excited for football in general this week. I don't have a lot of shares of Vikings players this this uh, this year. 
But um, if I did, it would definitely be Stephon Diggs. I'm leaning a little more towards him this year. And then on the Falcon side of the ball, I'm ready to fire up some Calvin Ridley. Um, I think that Calvin's going to be due for a pretty explosive year, and I'm ready to see what he can do against this Vikings defense. Yeah, this is definitely one that could could shoot out, has a high total. And um, I'm pretty high on both of these offenses for the year, uh, specifically the the Vikings offense. It's They're coming off a down year. A lot of people are kind of writing them off. And anytime that happens, I'm, I'm going to show interest in the uh, DFS and the betting world. Seems like, you know, I mean, I still think Kirk Cousins is an above-average QB. And when you have those two wide receivers, I think we can all agree that they're uh, – one of the most elite threats in the league. Yeah, and like I said, it's time will tell. We'll know a lot more after this week um, watching them, but just off-the-jump thoughts, what we're giving you for week one. Ravens-Dolphins. Only thing I'm excited about at this game is to see if there's any uh, Fitz magic left in the tank. And then on the other <laughs> side of the ball, it's Lamar Jackson. That's what I'm excited to see. I think that uh, we might see some explosiveness from Lamar Jackson this week against this Dolphins team. Um, that's all I'm really looking forward to out of this game. Yeah, this is a write-off for me. I do want to monitor the Kenyon Drake snap count just because – Kenyon? Yeah, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon, Kenyon Drake. Yon. <laughs> that's what we're calling him from now on, Kenyon. 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 Like, it might be like a we snoop. know him. It might be a snoozer for a game for him against that Ravens D. So maybe that name is fitting. Um, true. Very true. But I do want to see if he gets that, that workload because he could be a, a good option for us moving forward. I don't have any – I think I have one share of him. But I put a tweet out earlier this week talking about, like, cause everybody said, like, he was going to get the majority of, of the carries or whatever. And I put a tweet out saying, like, this was said last year by Adam Gase. And everybody was like, Adam Gase isn't there. It's like, I know that. Um but still, like, I don't know. I just, I'm more of a believer in Kalen Ballage taking over uh, than Kenyon Drake just because I feel like we've heard that about Kenyon Drake and we've, we've heard that, you know, he's going to do this and that. And it just hasn't really happened the way that it said it was going to be happened by now. So I, I, I kind of feel like pass the torch to Kalen Ballage. That's where I'm at on that. I'm the opposite. So we'll have to write that one down. Write her down. Chiefs, yep. Jags. Patrick Mahomes, Electric Factory, excited to see that. Excited to see if Darwin Thompson is going to be uh, what everybody's hoping he can be. He's been one of the hotter waiver wire pickups. Um, and especially with LaShawn McCoy there now, it's going to be rough. Like the question we answered earlier for Crazy Earl. So uh, it's going to be rough to see how that plays out for, for those three guys. But somebody's going to reign victorious if I had to bet any money on it. Damian Williams still has the starting job. I think that he's going to be the starter that week. We might see a little LaShawn McCoy. Um, on the Jaguar side of the ball, I'm playing some Leonard Fournette in DFS just because I made a lineup that I thought was just absolutely sexy. And when I was able to slide him in on the flex, I was hype. Um, so fire up your uh, Leonard Fournette. This is one of my favorite games of the, of the weekend. So um, Jaguars, home opener, new QB. The spread's only four. It looks deceiving because you think the Chiefs are easily going to win by four. I'm actually going to be betting the Jaguars. And my favorite – Yeah, yeah. The DFS – my favorite DFS play of the week is D.D. Westbrook. So, I know that's a little bit – He's a little been bit heavily talked about. He's been very heavily talked about in fantasy circles. Um, I actually have two shares of D.D. this year myself. 
man, he's just so cheap and his upside so high. This is a big, this is a big thing because you, you know the Chiefs are going to score points, and um, I think the I think the Jaguars are going to have to put some points up and and Big Dick Nick comes to the show to D.D. Westbrook Town. I'm going with it, man. I'm riding with it. I'm ready to die on that on that uh on that on that ledge. So Titans Titans Browns. Um nothing interests me on Titans side of the ball. Brown side, everybody's just fucking ready to rock and see what OBJ and Baker can put together. This is gonna be one of the heavier watch games um of the, the twelve o'clock games. So or the one o'clock games. So I'm uh that's the one I'm gonna be paying the most attention to probably just because I'm ready to see how that plays out on that side of the ball. Cause that's, if that works, man, that, that team's going to be a fantasy points electric factory. Yeah. The two, this game plays out two ways in my mind. We see the Browns go off and dominate the game, which will be fun from a fantasy perspective, or we see Titans methodically move the ball downfield and run seven minutes for the first quarter uh, with Derrick Henry. So I hope we see the Browns explode. The only Titans player I'm into is, is uh, Adam Humphreys. Got it. He's one of my sleepers for the year. Humphing all day and night in Nashville. So you can probably hang out with him at some point. Just like go walk down the street and see him somewhere and talk to him about it. Probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't recognize him because he looks like an average Joe. I probably wouldn't recognize him because I don't, I don't remember what he looks like. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really like, 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 Oh, I need to look at a picture of Adam Humphreys today. Like, I don't think I've ever had that thought once in my entire life. Hey, the Saints have played him enough that, you know, you might've, been stumbling around Bourbon Street and seen him. It's true. I could, dude. There's no telling, man. Me and this guy could have fucking painted a town red for all I know. <laughs> a lot of crazy times. Colts Chargers. Uh, Colts lose a lot of their luster from having a certain robot retire. Um, so now it's Jacoby Brissett's time. Um, I don't know. Something's got me like just saying like give Devin Funches a try. Really. Yeah, I'm just kind of like feeling like – because, I mean, Jacoby's going to connect with someone. He's going to have to. Like, he's going to have to develop a connection with one wide receiver there. And, I mean, although T.Y. is great, I just feel like he's going to find reliability in like a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three. That's just normally what you see out of like backup quarterbacks. So, I think that Funchess might actually be the one that emerges victorious in Indianapolis along with Jack Doyle. Um but against this Chargers defense, it's going to be a little more tough. So, um, I'd be a little off the gas on this Colts offense going up against the Chargers. A lot of Hunter Henry. Um, that's what I got for this game. Um, there you I'm, go. There you go. I was waiting height. for it. Stupid there you go. I look through all of my leagues. I have Hunter Henry in every one of my leagues. He is my starting tight end in every league that I have. No shit. I was waiting for you to talk tight end. So, that's, that's where I'm attacking this game, mainly through um, – Jack Doyle and Hunter Henry. And then from a DFS perspective, you can't ignore Austin Eckler. He's just too cheap for the workload that he's going to get. What's the salary on him? Um, let me see. They got 5.5. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's pretty good for uh, – Just, like, Justin Jackson has to be lower than that, obviously. Yeah, I think Justin Jackson's in like the in four threes. range. Four yeah. threes? Okay. So you can get either one. I just think Eckler is a little bit more upside. He's, you know, he catches the ball a good bit. So right. PPR there, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say Eckler 100 percent over over Jackson. Yeah. So all these plays, you know, that we're giving out on here, it's um, 
should free you up to spend some money on one of the most expensive players. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. There you go. Um, Bengals Seahawks. Excited to see some Joe Mixon in action. The Seahawks defense is going to be a little bit tougher now with Clowney on board. Um, but mainly just uh, Joe Mixon for me on the Bengals side. And then uh, with the Seahawks, everybody's pumped for DK. I'm pumped for DK Metcalf, starting him in the flex in a couple of places. That's where I recommend throwing him in at and seeing what we can uh, accomplish with having DK in the lineups and uh, being a part of that offense there with Tyler Lockett as well. Um, I'm starting both of them in a lot of different – not together, but in a lot of different uh, a lot of different areas against this Bengals defense. I'm all aboard the Chris Carson train. So, I'm a believer in the talent. You're in Carson town? Yeah, I'm pretty high on the Seahawks in general this week. Just the Bengals defense is weak. But um, if you're not going to get it through um, Chris Carson, then I would look at Tyler Lockett or Russell Wilson. I'm not – I'm down on, on Metcalf. Not a big fan. Who day? <laughs> 49ers in Tampa against the Bucks. So, if I'm not mistaken, this is one of the hottest games of the week uh, as far as, like, fantasy and uh, – and, and betting, am I correct? Yeah, this is one that I have uh, some strong takes on. I think you can definitely take pieces of this game. But if you understand how ownership works in, in fantasy sports, you look at this game, it has the highest total. It's played at 3 o'clock. So a lot of people like that last game, the, la the, the second set of games, because you can jump people on the leaderboard. So keep that in mind. Um, it's like I said, projected for the most points. Bruce Arians, Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, everyone's high on Chris Godwin. I'm not saying these are bad plays. I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have some game stacks here. I'm gonna have some plays, but if you wanna be different, there's there's a there's a there's a scenario out there that exists where the Bucks and the 49ers are settling for a lot of field goals. And if that happens and you're playing none of these guys, you could be uh you could find yourself at the top of the tournament. I got to say, for all you guys out there playing season long, don't sleep on Marquise Goodwin. He's a starter. If he's out there on your waiver wires, go pick him up. You're going to see against this this team, you're just going to see that, that he's still relevant in this offense. So, Marquise Goodwin, don't forget it. Um, Buccaneers side of the ball, I'm excited for Chris Godwin. And that's all I really have on that team other than that. And Jameis Winston as well. Because Jameis – The hype has never been so high on a receiver like Chris Godwin this year. And I think it – I mean, I'm in full favor of it. So It's like, it's like is it real though? Like that's – that's I think that's it is. The, uh, I think it is. I, I but it. is it third and fourth round real? I mean, I've seen people taking him. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's that real. Like I feel yeah. like it's like, you know, let's see what happens. Like – Pick him up in the fifth of the sixth, but no, it's like real, real. Like this is like wide receiver two, top top wide receiver two type shit. So, uh, so yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch and unfold. That's what everybody's excited for. It's what I'm excited. Who for. Who wins this game, Chase? Uh, if I had to take a guess, I'd say the Buccaneers win this game. Due to Jimmy G struggling, or do the Bucks just killing it? Due to Jameis Winston scrambling off a run for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Like it, yeah. I like that's, it. That's that's where we're at. There's no more Fitz magic to steal a shine, so he's <laughs> he's ready to run. Show what he's got. Kind of kind of wish he was still there. 
Right. Well, his new coach wears Kango hats. So, you know, it's not going to be that much longer before Jamie Swinson's wearing Kango hats and turtlenecks. So just get ready. Don't say I didn't warn you. Um, Sounds like a t-shirt. It does. It does. We might have to make it. I think he'd be a stylish mofo if he did that. Jameis's <laughs> new look coming out of the like, cover of GQ and then make Jimmy G cry. Um, Giants, Cowboys. It's going to be a shit show for the Giants. Um, Zeke's back in action. I expect Dak to go the fuck off. Um, I expect this defense to go the fuck off. I expect Zeke to go the fuck off. I expect to see Tony Pollard in by the fucking third. Like, literally. Like, so, um, and there's going to be limited touches for Zeke from what I'm understanding. I don't know if I'm 100% correct on that, but I'm pretty sure I saw something saying that he was going to have, like, a certain amount. Wasn't going to be, like, a full game. So, uh, so we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, you're playing him in season long, even though the, the touches are limited, but you're not playing him in DFS. The salary's too high. No, so, no, hell no. But this is um, one of my – so I'll give out a, one of my favorite bets for the week for anybody listening is doing a six-point teaser with um, the Cowboys to make them just – to get them to just win the game and um, – six points for the Ravens to win the game. So if you, if you move the line six points, for those that don't know how a teaser works, you move it six points in your favor and you have to win both legs of the bet. So that moves the spread to basically the Ravens have to beat the Dolphins and the Cowboys have to beat the Giants, which I think is – it looks so good at Scary Chase. It's going to be fun. I mean, the Dolphins. Anytime the, the Cowboys. Dolphins can't win, right? The Dolphins? The Dolphins are not going to beat the Ravens and the Giants are not going to beat the Cowboys. I don't know. The Dolphins beat the Patriots last year. It's Fitz magic, dude. You don't fucking know. <laughs> you don't that, fucking know. If that happens, it's gonna be a bad. It's gonna be a bad day from for myself. For yourself, well, yeah. all you can do is hope for the best. And that's right. I might do things differently than you. So <laughs> see how they play out. Um, but uh, next one up, Lions Cardinals. Everybody's talking about Kyler Murray. Um, and this is going to be where we have to see it all laid out because I feel like Matt Patricia is going to be sicking those lines on him like fucking crazy. Um, so he's got to have his shit together. And this is where we're going to see if he's really got it or if it's just some flake bullshit. I know you had some opinions on how you don't believe in that offense. Um, I could easily see Detroit winning this game. Yeah, I prefer the, the Detroit side. I will say if, if you know, if, if the Cardinals have been saving any plays or any of that nature, they might come out the first few weeks of the season and, and do okay. But I'm more – I'm off the Cardinals, man. I'm just going to die on that ledge. Like I said earlier, I'm just going to let it – just going to let it play out and, and not believe in that roster or that, that coach. Can, can I tell you one more thing, too, for everybody listening? Uh, there's one player on the line side of the ball, um, and uh, it's got me feeling hock, hock, hock. Sorry, TJ Hawkinson. I just did that <laughs> with an old song by Harry Belafonte. Um, but, yeah, TJ Hawkinson, keep your eye out for him. I feel like we're going to get to see a little uh, razzle-dazzle the season debut. Um, Give me your carry on Johnson take. There's an old song that I used to listen to. It's called Carry On. And every time I think about him, I just think about the screamo that comes on in the beginning. It's just like, carry and it's like da, 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 da. that's all I think about. So just if he can run really good to that song and get some points, then um, then I'm, I'm all for it. But I doubt that ever happens because he probably doesn't know that song. 
his draft position has been just blowing my mind. Dude, it's just because I feel like it's just like for me, I know for me personally, I'm just like, I've steered away from him a little bit just because like I'm not fully confident in the Lions. <laughs> like I, I gotta, I want to be confident in a team um, or either like have like, full knowledge or like just a feeling that like this is going to play out and I just don't have that for carry on so like that's just the way that I roll and like internally like if I don't feel that then I'm not I don't have a need to go so like it's just been one of those situations I've just haven't really looked a lot his way but um I'm not saying that he's going to be bad um by any means I mean he could be great I just personally have not put a hundred percent into looking at at him a lot just because I don't feel like he's going to be um what everyone is putting him up to be yeah I agree with you man I just I I I think he has upside and I wouldn't be surprised if I eat my words here but I'm just not going to go down swinging on a second round pick on the in the you know the Detroit backfield when's the last time they had a, a dominant back so I'm not willing to do it, and I thought his draft position was a little absurd, but I just wanted to hear what you had to say. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you on that, man. Last game for Sunday, Sunday night game, Steelers-Patriots, a game we love, a game we cherish, and it's going to be so different because it's going to be Big Ben with Juju and Dante Moncrief. I'm, James I'm creeping and James Watt. Well, we, we, we <laughs> I'm just messing with him. you. I'm just messing with you because uh, I think I, it's going to happen. I'm going to be creeping all over the place. Okay. <laughs> There's going to be so much creeping going on. It's going to be insane. Um, so, yeah, all about Dante Moncrief this game. Uh, I think he's going to show up. We've got some clock action again. I um, think he's going to show up heavy. In this game against the Patriots, I um, think we're going to get to really see what this offense is going to do. And um, James Conner, I don't really know if I'm feeling James in this game. I don't really know if I'm feeling it. I think I'm staying away from James Conner. I'm expecting big things from the Pats defense this year, so I, yeah. can, I can get behind that. They'll be ready for, for a week one matchup. They're always ready for the Steelers, and they, Tom Brady always shreds the – Steelers zone defense still trying to figure out why they play zone defense every year against Brady um as far as Patriots weapons who are you looking at I like Josh Gordon of course but uh let's be realistic um it's gonna be all about Julian Edelman um he's really the only wide receiver I'm targeting and then of course I got I got my my shares of Sony Michelle so I'm uh, I'm ready to see what he's what he's rocking with hopefully uh all that talk about him being heavily a lot heavier used in the past game is going to be true because that's what I'm trying to see. So I will be playing a lot of uh, Sony. I'll be playing some Edelman. And uh, I might have Gordon in here or there. But I'm not going to go super heavy on Josh Gordon this week. I agree with most of what you said. I'm not really buying the the Michelle heavier in the passing game too much. I think a lot of that stuff is is um, blown out of proportion. But we might see a couple extra catches for him. Um, but Edelman's the main target. The, traditionally, the Steelers have struggled against slot receiver. So, that's that's one tidbit out there. I would like to see Josh Gordon blow up, though. That would be oh, awesome. It, it, dude, on a daily basis, I just need to see Josh Gordon do well all the time. That's what I, I'm, I'm hoping for. Hopefully, yep. we will get that very soon. But um, Shout out, Austin, for the uh, Josh Gordon jersey this past weekend. So, Josh oh, Gordon your, fans all at, around. It's your draft? Yeah, yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah, the videos that you did. So, yeah, you went – you went this uh, – Drew went to uh, – well, he was in Nashville 
um, all of his buddies came up there. You did your uh, your home league draft, and you guys uh, ran 40s. Yeah, we do it big, man. It's one of our uh, – we call it like a second bachelor party or, um, you know, it's just a reason for all the guys to get together. And we uh, pay pretty heavy dues and um, do do a punishment for – person that finishes last and this year that person had to get a spray tan um for the weekend and then cheeto crunchy <laughs> yeah it was pretty good it was uh it was funny she came over to the place and did a spray tan and we you know all videoed and laughed at it and did some 40 yard dashes to determine the draft order so thankfully there were no injuries but it um it was a it was a hell of a weekend it's always it's always sad to know that draft season's over but like it's always great to know that uh cuz the draft's so fucking fun. Um right. but uh but yeah, now we're here it's grind time. Grind mode week 1 starts now. We will be back on Monday. Uh appreciate all the love, all support. Again, patreon.com/garageguyspodcast. Head over there right now. We're going to be talking a little bit about these games, but we're going to have a lot more information over on Patreon. So if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty, get over there and check out what uh, me and Drew are cooking up. And uh, remember to call the hotline, 929-430-GGFS, and we will take your questions and play them on the show. Been a hell of a uh, of a Thursday night. Have a great fucking weekend. Enjoy college football. We'll see you back on Monday. Sports. Party. Repeat.